0: i uh what i 'm going to be sharing this morning is really basic and uh, is 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 simple uh, from the Word of God, but I really believe that this is the core of the matter. if you are going to walk with God and if you are going to have success walking with God and have confidence in life walking with God, knowing the God that you serve this Is a message for you You really want to put this down Not just to hear it But to make sure you practice it Pick the little things That bother you in life In your life Pick them And begin to address them Now what I do know Is as God begins to walk in those areas God will begin to spread your life Into other areas Into other situations in your life And you can change them I tell you what, today by the grace of God, I have difficulties, problems as they come. There is no need to worry. I have a God. He'll take care of me. He'll take care of my problems. And when they, they hit me fast, especially when it has to do with me, and I know I don't have to deal with any other person, but between me and my God, me and my family, I know I have the victory. I know what to do by the grace of God. Uh, Angela and I have been practicing this in our lives, in what we, God is doing in our, in our lives. And we, by the grace of God, we stand against whatever comes. And we've always had victory. God has never disappointed us. It's always come true. Uh, no matter how tough it is, sometimes we have to go on a fast because the situation is dire, is serious. But God will always come true. Um, I really need you to pay attention. I don't want to go too fast. This is not about just preaching. This is about knowing the God that you serve. So that you take the principles that he is giving in his word. And begin to apply it in your life. That's the important thing about Christianity. It's not just about going to church and feeling good. It's not about anything but having a life with God that is good and pleasant before God. A life that gives glory to God. and. God is praised because of what's happening in your life. They see you, what's what's going on today in your life. Wait two more years, and they can they can understand what's happened to you and how things have changed. How things have suddenly become so pleasant in your life. And when they ask, you say it's God. They say, "Well, no, we just want to know how. What did you do? It's God." And I want to share this with you this morning. It's so basic that you really need to understand this principle. That's what the church is all about. It's simple. I need to stop and pray first. Amen. (laughs) 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 Father, I just thank you. Thank you, God. Lord, minister to us. Help us to apply the things that you've so freely given to us. So that we can benefit from the words that you have revealed to us. And for our children also. So important. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I titled this message, The Release from Sense Knowledge. The Release from Sense Knowledge. You know, when you are born, before you got born again. The only thing you know is to deal with the world based on your five senses. That's all you know. And the people of the world, until they come to Christ, that's all they've got. They have nothing more but to rely on their five senses. That's all they got. What they can feel. What they can smell. What they can hear. What they can see, that's all. That's all they're after. That's what governs their lives. If they can see it, it's over. If they feel it, it exists. You cannot persuade them that it doesn't exist. If they can see it, they can feel it, that's what it is. That's the way it's going to be. If the doctor says it and they can feel it, that's what's going to happen. They believe it and nothing else. But there is another knowledge. That you don't get from your five senses. When you become a born again Christian. God gives you another knowledge. The supernatural knowledge. That surpasses all things. And overrides all things that is happening in the natural. We have learned to live and walk according to what we know with our natural senses. But God has called you as a Christian to live above that and live by the supernatural knowledge of the word of God and rule the world. That's what he's called us to. The Bible is clear. They just shall live by faith. If you want to live once you have been delivered... uh, From the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's son, Satan considers you an enemy. He's out to get you, to get your children and to put you down. He's going to want to disgrace you, do whatever he can to destroy your life. Jesus told us that. The thief doesn't come but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So once you become a child of God, Satan gets you in his mind. He wants to steal from you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to kill you. But you need to understand how to overcome the attacks of the enemy you know i really know that satan is so powerless he is so powerless if there's anything he can do in my life it's what i allow him to It's is because i have no understanding or no knowledge that's the only way he can get into my life but once i gain understanding the word, the word of god says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free jesus cannot lie to us you know the truth and you're free So the just shall live by faith. This is a principle. You're just. God has delivered you from sin. You are not a child of God. You have no choice about it. You have to live by faith. If you will survive, you have to do it by faith. The just. The righteous one, those that God has called to himself. If you're going to live on this earth and be successful, you have to live by faith. Jesus said it, I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So anything that doesn't make for life, if you contradicts God's word, you don't want it in your life. You fight it until it's out of your life. You only are born for, especially born again For the abundance that Jesus has provided. Anything else is not God's will for your life. So we need to fight. Now I want you to consider the prayer of faith. As we talk about the fact that the just shall live by faith. And the release from sense, knowledge, evidence. What you can tell, what you can feel in the natural. Consider for example the prayer of faith. Let me let you know this. This is certain. God will never overlook a prayer of faith. Never. Never. If the prayer of faith is said, God will never. It's not in his nature. He just cannot do it. He cannot in his nature overlook or ignore a prayer of faith. That means the prayer of faith will always get result. No doubt about it. Now in James chapter 5, the Bible says, is any sick among you? That's an example. Is any sick among you? God says, in my house, I have a cure for that. The cure is call for the elders. He doesn't talk about how bad the sickness is. He doesn't care how terrible it is. He doesn't care what the doctors say. He said, if you're sick in the body of Christ, all you need to do is call for the elders. And he says, let them anoint the sick with oil. And pray a prayer of faith. And in verse 15, he says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. You know what I consider that to mean today? If they're going to die, no way they won't die from that sickness anymore. It's over. God is not involved yet. Just the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick. Bring deliverance to the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. The prayer of faith saves the sick. That's your job. But the Lord is the one that brings the restoring. Amen. Amen. The Lord brings in the restoring. God will not overlook the prayer of faith. But many in the body of Christ have this idea that unless there is an immediate result, the prayer of faith didn't work, had not worked. But the scripture says here, God will, in the future, right? God will raise the sick. In other words, He is going to heal the sick. The prayer of faith will never be ignored. What the believers, what believers are doing, they are dictating to God as to when and how God is going to heal them. That's not your business. Your business is to stay with the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith comes from what you have inside of your heart. Once the prayer of faith has been said by you, that's done. Now it's gone out of your hands. It's now in his hands. How is he going to fail? He won't fail. That's the prayer of faith. God does not overlook it. So, through Bible faith, he's not afraid to stand on the word of God in the absence of physical evidence. Amen. He's not afraid. He's going to stand on the word of God. There is a time between when the prayer of faith is said and when the answer comes. But you don't have to move. And what's happening in the body of Christ is between that time when you've said the prayer of faith and the the sick is restored, we go through a period of unbelief. It's not you you didn't believe, you were allowed unbelief because of that period. And then you lose. It says the prayer of faith will save the sick. And if there is any sin, God will forgive. That's just God's sedation in his goodness. He'll forgive. John chapter, 1 John chapter 1, chapter 5, verse 14. Again, tells us this. And I really want you to understand this is a principle. I pray that God will, you know, birth this into your heart so that... You will begin to understand what Jesus meant when he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. In other words, begin to trust my word. That's his yoke. Stay with his word against physical evidence, against sense evidence. Stay with his word. You will have rest to your souls. Your needs will be met. We hear all of these things, but I know the Father's heart is so grieved, because when the test comes, we fail. We constantly fail. And how can you get promotion when you fail the exam? You're not going anywhere. We must, God, it will continue. If you fail in one grade, they'll make you repeat the exam, right? Until you pass, you're not going up. So God will keep giving you the test and you're wondering, why am I going through this? Why am I not getting anywhere? Well, you need to pass the test first. And until you learn how to pass the test, you stay right there. And all we need is faith. Now it says this is the confidence we, we have in him. Do you have that confidence in God? This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, anything according to his will, anything according to his will, is it God's will for your children to do well? You bet it is. Is it God's will for you to die early? Absolutely not. Is it God's will for you to go a week without eating when you are not fasting? Absolutely not. Is it God's will to provide for your needs so you can have and your children can have to eat without going to bed hungry? Yes, it is the will of God. If we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. No doubt about it. He hears us. He hears you. He doesn't qualify you good Christian, bad Christian, that's human stuff. We are all one in the kingdom of God. You disqualify yourself, that's your business. He says, if we, it doesn't matter who, amen, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The only requirement is he's got to be according to his will. He hears us. We, you can. That's the confidence we have in him. Do you have that confidence in God? Yes, he wants you to have that confidence in him. That when you pray according to his will, he hears you. And then the word of God says, and if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions of what we have. It doesn't mean you already have it in your hand. You just know he's heard you and you're standing on his word and you have confidence in him. the answer is on his way and you rejoice in it this is the key principle the answer is on his way I asked according to God's will so I I refuse to look at what's happening in the natural it doesn't matter anymore God cannot lie true Bible faith is not afraid to take a stand on the word of God and the word of God alone that's it Doesn't matter what's happening around me. Doesn't matter what they're saying. It doesn't matter what the darkness is. I don't care what it is. I'm standing on the word of God. God will not let his word fall to the ground. Now he's going to give you time to see if you will change your mind. Just like he gave Peter while he was walking on water. He changed his mind. It's a key principle you need to understand this. We are believers. The reason I'm saying this is this. God has made it, made a law for believers. You and I. If you're going to live and be successful as a Christian and really do exploit in his name, you will have to live by faith. There is no other way. There is no other way. If you're going to be great in the kingdom, if you're going to accomplish great things, where they say, wow, how did he do this? Or how did she do this? How come she, this person now, how come God is doing? it's got to be through one thing: faith, Amen. through faith. And that means you have to discount or disallow or ignore sense evidence most of the time. because now you are not just a natural man, you are a spiritual man. There is natural knowledge. And there is spiritual knowledge. One is supernatural knowledge. One is fleshly knowledge. What you gain by all of this. But let me show you a scripture here. I like I didn't put this on, but I like I like Romans chapter eight, verse five. If you are, if you read in Romans chapter eight all through, if you live. And you allow yourself to be governed by your flesh. The Bible says you will die. Romans chapter 8 verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh. You know what that means? They are governed by only their senses. The natural senses. That's all they know. That's all they have to live by. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. That's all they know. It's what the doctor tells them. They set they on But those who live according to the spirit must set their minds only on the word of God. That's the only way to go. That's the only way to do exploits. You refuse as a child of God, born again, you are going nowhere in the kingdom. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to go very far. God is going to ask of you things that you cannot do yourself. Things that are greater than your own life. Your resources cannot accomplish it. Yet he'll ask you to do it. And if you depend on what you can see, what you can feel, and those around you and what they're saying, you're not going to do anything. And God won't walk through you. He'll walk through you. He knows not to go near you. He's not going to walk with you. This is a key principle and I'm going to share that with you from the word of God this morning. You know, so the natural senses has a lot of information to go, to give to us. And we have learned from the day, from the days that we were born, how to respond to those things. (laughs) What your senses are telling you and what you know from the natural world. But you must understand you are not a natural person. You are a supernatural person if you are born again. And God is calling you to depend on your supernatural knowledge and evidence. Many believers think it's unreasonable for them to ignore sense evidence in their lives. I feel the pain. How could you say God has healed me? They're stupid. You know what's going on? All they know is justice, knowledge. They don't believe in the word of God. They don't trust what God says. They only will believe if they feel it. We walk by faith and not by sight. You, If you are a Christian, just live by faith. If you're going to live by only what you feel, you won't get very far with God. Period. You're not going to get very far. So they think it's, Stupid to believe something that they can't see, cannot feel. How can you say that, Pastor? They pray for me, lay hands on you, and then now they declare that you're healed. And I don't feel healed. Well, you are a natural man. You are not a supernatural man. You don't understand the things of the Spirit. So you say that. And what you say from your mouth is what God is going to give to you. many consider sense evidence, conclusive evidence about what's happening in their lives. My kids are dumb, so they're not gonna amount to anything. Even though God is telling you, they will be head and not tail. First, above, and never beneath. You don't believe that, because you see them, they can put sentences together. Ah, my kids, no, 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 no. It's not gonna work. Well, you are a natural man. And that's all you know. But if you're going to climb and really soar like the eagles, you got to come out of that. And begin, begin to believe the word of God. You have to do it. You have no choice about this. Otherwise, Satan will continue to rub your face in the sand. Bible faith will always stand against natural evidence when natural evidence contradicts the word of god it's a lie you must have to believe that if it contradicts the word of god your super you should then switch immediately to your supernatural knowledge even though in the natural it doesn't make sense but you switch to it because you are born of God. You walk like God. You talk like God. You move like God. So you act like God. He doesn't exist if it's not in the supernatural realm. Now if you accept the natural realm, that's all you know, you take a hold of your life. You mind the things of the flesh. This is the truth. So God is calling. That's why Romans said, renew your minds. Renew your minds. Change the way you think. Move from the natural to the supernatural. And begin to do exploits in your life. Until you get that, you'll always stay down. Depressed. Wondering. Confused. Anxious. Complaining. Bitter. Questioning God and questioning the world blaming people for your troubles until you open up and say today that's what this message is all about i said it's very basic today i'm not going to tolerate that anymore no i'm going somewhere god didn't create me to be nothing god created me to be somebody on the earth I have his DNA, I'm going to follow through. If you sit Satan we immediately tell you, Oh, look at you. You can't even talk very well. You have an accent. I know you laugh about that. <laughs> hey, you guys cut it out. <laughs> You're not going to make it. He's going to show you all the different problems and the reason why they are all in the natural. But you say, I know that. But you see, I got supernatural insight. Uh, you want me to inform you about something that I know that you may not know? Let me share that with you. Amen. That's the only way to go. You can bring anything you want into your life. And I'm going to come, into that, come to that later. Because for a child of God, according to his word, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. We rule. And I'm not going to depend on my resources, but I'll depend on his. Because his is much bigger. So we want to examine this morning what faith is. If I'm going to live by faith... If I'm going to walk by faith, I need to know what this is all about. What is faith? What is this really? Well, faith has to do with the word of God. Period. Nothing more. Many times, I think this has become a real problem. And I, you know, I tell you what. I'm going to be very frank with you. Okay? This is where we have it all wrong. And I'm glad I was in Sunday school this morning and it was a great Sunday school class. You know, last Sunday, I, uh, or the Sunday before, I had made a statement here and I meant it. Cancer doesn't know how it came to get into my body. Hmm? I said that. And I meant it. I believe God. <clears throat> got back and I read something about a minister that I really well, I really respect this minister. Guess what he's got? He's got cancer. So what's going to happen to my mind? Hey, who do you think you are? <laughs> huh? This guy is accomplished a lot. And here you are. He has this great church and there you are. Now you think you're bigger than that. That's where we got it wrong. See, we are looking at sense evidence, what we see in the natural, and we judge the word of God based on what we know. And we cannot get there. I don't care what happens to him. He is not God. Amen. Amen. And I'm not putting the man down. I know nothing about what's going on in his life. I don't know. But this is something that I drew from the word of God. I'm staying with it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to stay with it. God doesn't have respect of persons. I don't know anything about nobody else except what's going on in my own life. And I'm trying to share with you what I believe God is sharing with me. Hopefully we can be in agreement. If we are in agreement, then we got great strength. But that's what it is. You can't judge God's word based on what somebody experienced. You can't judge God's word based on what's happening in Pastor Goodluck's life. That's stupid. I'm not your standard. This is your standard. Where are you going to go with what's happening in my life? Go away from that. I'm just a man just like you. I'm trying to find out what the truth is. Don't matter. Some people are strong in one area and weak in another area. I like to be strong in all of them. That's why I go to conferences so they can be strengthened in some of these other areas. We don't know. You can judge God's word based on what's happening in somebody's life. That says evidence. When you begin to compare and think about, okay, how can I ever make it? It didn't happen to this person, and I know he's a saint, and I don't feel much of a saint, so how is God going to do with, deal with me much greater than that? God is a respecter of no one. If you believe it, he will stay with you. God will never overlook the prayer of faith, Regardless. So let's examine what faith is. Bible faith deals only with nothing else but the word of God. I like F.F. Bosworth. I don't know if you know about him. He is a healing minister. In his book, the beginning of the book, he won't give you one testimony. He says, so that your faith will not rest in people's experiences. He said, later at the end of the book, I'll start talking about that. T.L. Osborne picked up the same thing. He won't give you testimonies until the end of the book. I don't want your faith resting on people's experience, how they got healed and all. That's not your business. You're not going to detect to God how you want to get healed. Well, God healed brother so-and-so. Why don't you do the same for me? Well, you're not brother so-and-so. You're a different person. He deals with you differently. So they, they, they make sure they don't tell you any of those testimonies so you don't rely on the testimonies. They give you the word of God. Faith has only to do with the word of God. Nothing more. Nothing less. Just the word of God. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10 verse 17. What that is really saying is not just hearing it. You can read it. The, the key thing is knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding. Once you hear it or you, whatever, whether you're reading or somebody's speaking, a tape, whatever it is. Once you hear it and you understand it, he bypasses your mind, he goes into your spirit and stays there. For a rainy day. Amen. He stays in your spirit. That's the way God is... Uh, given his word. You can read Romans chapter 10. He says, the word of faith that we preach to you is already in your mouth and in your heart. You're hearing it with your ears, but now it goes straight into your heart and now God wants you to do something with your mouth concerning what you hear. That's the way God has made his word. That's the way God sows his seed that brings greatness into our lives. He can change us any day. He can change any situation. And you agree with me. The only trouble is how do we get him to do it, right? This is how we get him to do it. Just trusting in his word. Once you understand the word of God, you have what they call revelation knowledge. You go from the natural to the supernatural. He goes into your heart and stays there. You know, I remember one time, you know, let me share this with you. Georgia, and uh, teaching a Sunday school class. Probably first time I ever taught taught, uh, adults. I always worked with kids. I always thought that I could never talk to adults. I I needed to talk to kids, you know. I didn't have enough. But I started teaching this adult class, and I, I got into this word. And I read it this morning. God said that he will bless the fruit of The womb and i meditated on that word and i said to myself if that's the case (laughs) all of my children are blessed amen and i said in my sunday school class i said would you consider a child that is that is blessed god blessed the womb the fruit of the womb the fruit of the womb is the child right so god will bless the fruit of the womb my children are blessed I'm a child of God. My wife is a child of God. We got blessed children. Whether the devil likes it or not, they're blessed. The truth. I stand with the truth. They are going somewhere to happen. I'm very certain about that. We'll never go away from that. The children are great. But anyway, I said to the class, I said, Would you consider a child that is born blessed? If the child is born Without a liver that works. Some of them said, oh, good luck. You are taking this thing too far. This is too far for us. One of them said to me, good luck. I've always accepted everything you had to stay in this class. But this time, I will disagree with you. And the whole class, everybody was quiet. You can talk to the lady I call Mama and papa. They were there. The class was really quiet that was confusing the problem was in our church they just had a girl a girl that was born premature and she was experiencing a lot of trouble and for me to say that was cold in their view and they just they wouldn't go there with me but I stood my ground I told them this is the truth I, I don't think that's right I told them you can't take a child whose liver doesn't work and then you go to your Muslim friend and he says, hey, God has blessed us with this child, but the liver doesn't work. He's going to say, God blessed you with the child that, whose liver doesn't work. He said, tell your God to keep blessing you, but let him not come my way. I don't want that kind of blessing. You can share that. Now, when Toju was born, I had to deal with that statement back then. Toju was born with a condition where they say his liver was not going to work right. There was no connection between the liver and the intestine. And they said to us, from a lot of things happened, this child is going to be mentally retarded all his life. They said he probably won't live above 15, 18 or so, that's it. He's going to be mentally retarded. Make sure you get joint support groups and all of that. I was with my sister-in-law. We were talking. He's a doctor. And Angela's sister is smart. And she was explaining to me everything that was happening. And I told her, "Uh, it's not going anywhere. She looked at me like, what are you talking about? I think we were together in the living room. I said, it's not going anywhere. My child is okay. She said, she's a pediatrician she knows everything she said telling me everything i said yeah i know what you're saying it's okay but it's not going anywhere my child is okay my child is going to do well she's looked at me and said hey you in her mind i'm sure she's thinking you you have you have lost it i know what i'm talking about so i told her i dealt with this thing long ago while i was in georgia and i told her this story and when toju was operated and the doctor said We saw a little string coming from the liver. I said, that's my miracle. Amen. Amen. They said it was there. I believe God put it there. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I believe God put it there. The child is not smart. I don't know if Tojo's has ever made a B since he started school. He hates B's. He's always made his A's. He likes them. That's a child that they said is going to be retarded. What I'm saying is the word of God works. every time you have to discount and disallow ignore sense evidence so it deals only with the word of god you know the bible says in uh, psalm 119 verse 11 your word have i hidden in my heart that i might not sin against you remember i said he goes into your heart and stays there for a rainy day Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You don't have to have the word of God for sin alone. What about sickness? Your word, you can put it this way. Your word have I hid in my heart so that I won't suffer sickness. The word of God says he sent his word and his word healed them. You can do the same thing with lack. Your word have I hid in my heart, not just for sin, but you take care of every part of your life. The word of God can, so that you can never suffer want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I hide that in my heart, so that I'll never suffer want. These things are true. Charles Spurgeon said this, after he read that scripture, that word have I hid in my heart That I might not sin against you He said this is a good thing Referring to the word In a good place Referring to his heart For a good purpose Amen, Amen. So you got God's word in your heart For a good purpose And it will walk every time Amen Faith That's number two Faith is the only thing that Can overcome the world Let me ask you this. Do you feel the world coming against you? (laughs) The whole world coming at at you? So why are you trying to overcome the world? I don't see the world coming at you. Huh? Is the whole United States coming against you? That's part of the world. Is that? Is that what God is talking about? No. He's talking about sickness and disease. He's talking about sin and addictions. That will hold you down. Depression. Pains. Bad relationships. That's what, that's what talking about, the world. Trying to drive your, your children crazy. Making sure you don't eat. Destroying your, your property, your cars, all of that kind of stuff. That's the world. It says in the world, the only way to overcome all of Satan's harassment. Through the world. It tells us this. 1st John chapter 5 verse 4 it says for whatever is born of God overcomes the world that should give you so much comfort it doesn't matter what Satan throws at me I'm going to overcome how do I know God said so I'm not going to depend on what's happening to me right now or how God is going to do it I know based on God's word that cannot lie I'm, I'm an overcomer Anyone can be an overcomer with God's word. All you need to do is use God's word. You can be an overcomer. If you don't become an overcomer, it's like God has told us a lie. But God cannot lie. God cannot lie. So I can rest assured I'm an overcomer because of what Jesus has done for me. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. If you are born of God, you can overcome the world. You can overcome that lack in your, your house. You can overcome the trouble in your home. You can overcome what Satan is doing in your family. You can overcome the fi- what Satan is doing in your finances. You just speak it from the word of God by faith. And you ignore what you see in your pocketbook. You ignore what the bank statement says. You know you are worthy. How is God going to do it? I don't know. When is he going to do it? I don't care. I stay with the word, And I'm going to share something with you. That this is the key principle. If you stay with it and refuse to be afraid, God will pull you through. And you will have a testimony. Amen? So we walk Only through God's word. Walking by his word. Faith focuses only on supernatural knowledge. That's the third thing. It says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. When you are hoping for something, you don't have it yet. Right? You can't feel it yet you can't smell it yet there is no way to put your hand around it you don't have it yet but you hope for it so the bible says faith gives substance to what you are hoping for this is the way god wants us to work you can't see it you can't smell it but in your with your faith eyes you can see it you can smell it you can hold it even though it doesn't exist in the natural You are a child of God. You walk like Him. You talk like Him. You act like Him. And then you will be successful in life. He came that you might have life. And have it more abundantly. I believe this works every time. We don't have to try it. It works. It works. I don't have to listen to what people have to say. Sometimes it can be really painful. But I know where I'm going. I know the God I serve. And I'm going to get there. How? I don't know. When? I don't care. I just trust him. I just trust him. Faith gives substance to what you are hoping for. And the substance is really the word of God. That's what gives the substance. You are hoping for it. The substance is the word of God. And to you, God said it, I get it. I believe that. He says it's the evidence of things not seen. (laughs) He's taking the place of things that you do not see. He says by this, by faith, the elders obtain the good testimony. That's how we obtain good testimonies. It can maybe difficult today, but everything that you see is temporary. (laughs) While we look not at the things that are seen, we're not looking to those. That's what I'm saying. Those that are of the flesh, they mind the things of the flesh; it bothers them. That's all they know. Those that are of the spirit, they mind the things of the spirit. Why would do not look at the things that are seen? Because the seen, the things that are seen, are temporary. Nobody, whatever you're going through is just temporary. Maybe God allowed it for a while for your promotion. Amen. For your promotion. He's taking you somewhere. I heard this morning, Joseph didn't know that the way to his glory was through a a well, a pit, and being a slave, and then in prison for life, and then zoop, all the way up. He didn't know that. But when you read the scriptures, he says, but God was with Joseph. You know why? Draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. Joseph was drawing nigh to his God. Amen. He never forgot his dreams. He was a dreamer. And could interpret dreams. He dreamed at first. Didn't know how to interpret much. But later he stayed with his God. And could interpret dreams. And that took him to the summit. Amen. He stayed with his God. He didn't complain about what was going on in his life. He stayed with his God. We walk by faith and not by sight. We only look to what God is saying. And this is where I'm going to quit this morning because it's so important. I'm going to share with you from the life of Abraham and from Sarah. Just to drive home this principle. Simply this. When natural evidence or sense evidence speaks against the word of God, you have the right to ignore it and act as like if it doesn't exist and stay with the word of God and that will pull you through. It will always pull you through. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is made us free from the law of sin and death. There is a law of sin and death, but then there is a supernatural law that overrides that. He can free you. That's where we need to go. Consider Abraham. Let me share this with you. In Romans chapter 4 verse 17 through 20. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed. To believe, believe, the word believe is a verb. That's action word. So he believed God and was acting on what he believed. He was to be a father of many nations. Before God, who gives life to the dead? He believed in God that God could give life to the dead. And God caused those things that be not... As though they were, God just speaks of things that don't exist in the natural. And he can be making conversation with you. And he's talking about things that you can see, you can smell. And you say, God, what are you talking about? He does. You can see it, but in his mind, it exists. And if you really want to see it, he'll speak them and you'll see them. Amen. We talk like God. We walk like him. We are his children. We act like him. It says, God who gives life to the dead. So that's saying, if the situation in your life appears to be dead, God can give it life. He's never hopeless with God. He's never hopeless with God. He's never too late with God. God can still give it life. And God can speak to it. That's what the word says. Look at the word. and It says, in verse 18. Who contrary to hope. In hope believed. We talked about that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Who against hope. He believed. Even though it was, was not a possibility. In his mind. Are, Abraham knew. There is no way what God has told me. Is going to happen in the natural. Who contrary to hope believed in hope so that he became the father of many nations according to that which was spoken to him he believed against everything he knew in the natural he says so shall the descendants be and being not weak in faith you see you can be weak in faith or strong in faith being not weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead He ignored his body that was dead. He knew he was old. He knew he was old. He knew he looked old. And he felt old. That's not talking about me. That's Abraham. (laughs) He felt old. He knew his body was dead. Let's finish that. And being not weak in faith, when you are weak in faith, then you begin to consider natural evidence. Mm -hmm. He did not consider, because he was strong in faith, being not weak in faith, he did not consider. He ignored his own body already dead. He knew his body was dead. There was no way he could make his body function. He was dead. He ignored it. That's the faith of Abraham. He ignored it. He ignored what he knew in the natural. Only because God had spoken. Is somebody already dead since he was about 100 years old. He was about 100 years old. There's no way to have a child at that time. He had retired from that kind of business. hmm <laughs> and the deadness of Sarah's womb he not only had to deal with his own problem he had to deal he has to deal with his <laughs> uh, he, he had to deal with his wife's problem as well she was dry dry <laughs> hey not just me but my wife and she looked, oh, there's no way. <laughs> but he looked in the natural. There's no way that woman can have a baby. There's no no way. No way in the oh, she's old, old. Dried up. But he ignored the natural evidence. He ignored it. The just shall live by faith. The just, if you're going to succeed in life, you're going to make it with God. God taking you to the summit, you have to learn when the natural evidence contradicts the word of God, you have to learn to ignore it. And then get to your place where God has promised you. Amen. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. You know, unbelief sets in because of time. It was 25 years. 25 years, God had given him this promise. The child wasn't coming. He did not waver at the promise of God. God is giving you promise. We waver. if We detect to God when it should be and how God is going to do it. And if he hasn't done it the first day, two second days, God was happening. And then we try to educate him. If you don't do it now, this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. And uh, you're going to educate God as to what's going to happen. You've gone into unbelief. He did not waver in unbelief. He stood. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. I said that the other day. You remember David? After God gave him the word? It was just words, I promise. He went into the tabernacle and sat before God and said, God, look, how can you do this? I mean, you're too much. Those are my words, okay? <laughs> you brought me from following sheep. And you've made me the king. And that's not enough for you? You still want to bless me, God? Wow, what can I say? And he started thanking God. That's what Abraham did. His he ignored all of that. He started praising He was thanking God. He gave glory to God. You want to receive your miracle? That's the only way to go. The just shall live by faith. You have no other way to make it. No other way. God God may sympathize with you and feel sorry for you, but you get nothing unless you go through faith. This is the only way. The just live by faith. That's the only way. So he ignored it. And he gave glory to God. Why? He was fully convinced that what he, God, has promised, he was able to perform it. So he ignored everything he was feeling. And God came through for him. God did. And God wants to come through for you. But you have been paying attention. Your mind is being set on what you see in the natural. Too much you have learned to live in the natural. God is not calling you. You need to come out of that place. Don't keep leaning on your own understanding and how you feel and what sense evidence is given to you. But you stand solely on the word of God and you got your mind set on your goal, which is God's best for you. God has a goal, a destiny for every one of us. How we're we going to get there, we don't know. We don't care. We know we have a God. And I'm going to be alive. I'm not going to die until I get to where God has called me to go. Yeah. That's the truth. No sickness, no cancer, no disease until I arrive. He will satisfy me with long life until I'm satisfied with the life that I've lived here. No accident, nothing. Nothing can take me out. Nothing can take you out. Nothing. Until you're satisfied. Until you're satisfied. This is the confidence that we have in him. Do you have that confidence? Not in yourself, but in him. His word. God is able to. That's why we come to church, so you can encourage yourself. So you start picking on that thing that's bugging you. Where Satan has been harassing you and saying, I'm not taking that anymore. I know what the word of God says, and I don't care if it takes 10 years. I'm getting going to come out of this, and I'm going to be the best that I can be on this earth. Amen. I will be. Amen. And my children will be too also. Yeah. That's the case. But it was not just Abraham alone. Sarah had to go through the same thing. Which tells me, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. This is the way to go. You got no other way. You have to learn to ignore what your senses and your feelings are telling you. You you have to learn. If you're going to walk by faith, you have to. You can't just be speaking about those things and looking for somebody to sympathize with you and feel sorry for you. That's not going to help you get out of where you are. You need to stand up. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force. Look at what it says about Sarah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. It's by faith. It wasn't just Abraham's faith. She had to believe for herself. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Every time you receive the promise of God, you're acting on it, you're judging God. According to that scripture She judged God to be faithful Are you judging God to be faithful In the promise that you He's given to you in your life Are you seeing that God is going to come through Or you are in unbelief Sarah knew she was old She looked ho- old She felt that way She couldn't she to In her mind I'm sure In the natural she's thinking I wish God allowed this to be when I was young And I had strength It takes a lot of strength To give birth. She needed that strength. But she ignored all of the feelings she was getting and everything that she knew. She was trusting God. And it was an amazing thing. God changed their names. And God called Abraham. He says, you know, no longer you'll be called Abraham. You are now Abraham, father of many nations. And so now Sarah is calling father of many nations. They had no, not even a son in the house. <laughs> and all the unbelievers around are saying, oh, these old people have lost their minds. <laughs> they've lost their mind. They've lost it. How is she calling him father of many nations? And then she's calling him some princess and say, you, you're going to be mother of nations. <laughs> they've, they've lost their minds. Something is not, look at them. They've started a game. Look, look. She's calling him again. Listen. uh, Did you hear that? (laughs) They ignored all of that. And they stood on God's word. And God came through for them. He will come through for you. If you will change your mind today. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. What is it in your life That you know is not the will of God Where in your life Are you hurting Does it have to do with your kids Does it have to do with anything You can begin to change that today By refusing To align yourself With sense evidence And what you see And say, no, I'm not accepting this anymore. This is what God says. I will have victory. If you do that, God will stand up for you. And things will begin to change. He may not change overnight. But don't let that worry you. Stay with faith. Faith is our victory. This is what brings victory to our lives. Amen. And it's come already on its way for your life. Every head bowed and all eyes closed maybe you're here this morning but you say well i don't even know the god that you're talking about i'd really like to have a relationship with him or you're saying i knew god some time ago and i followed him but now i am so weak i've moved away from him i'm not doing everything that he's required of me i'd like to come back home I just want somebody to pray with me so that uh, I can come back home to my father. I want to do that for you this morning. I want to pray with you so that you can come back home and God will begin to walk in your life. If that's you today and you said, yes, I'm going to come back home to the father. I want, to, I want him to put his arms around me again and I want to walk with him. Now, see your hand up this morning. Put your hand up right now. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Any other person? You want you want God? You want God? Thank you. Now this is what I want to say to you. Many times we're looking for quick results. Somebody laid their hands on me and all of that. That's good. God has recommended that. But I want you to take a hold of your life and your children's life. And ignore whatever the enemy is doing And believe for the best According to his word Amen Would you lift your hands up to the Lord this morning And tell him God I believe God I believe Things are going to change I'm going to have in abundance My children will do well Every one of them My husband my wife will obey My husband and wife will do Or wife will do what is right Right our home will be a home of peace. God, you are with me. Remember, Christmas is in Emmanuel. He is with you. He is with you. God is with you. He'll take care of you. He loves you. You're special to him, especially if you've accepted him into your life. You are special to him. Father, I pray for these ones here today as we, we lift our hands to you in surrender. We're saying from this very day, we will no longer rely on sense evidence. We will stay with your word and your word alone. And we know that your word can carry us. We thank you, God, for your love for us. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Please don't forget we have a service here tonight.